Welcome to the Simplified Organizations Show, where real moms chat about realistic home and life management. We want to avoid perfectionism, reject overwhelm, and handle our housework and mothering in a way that honors God. I'm your host, Misty Winkler. I write and podcast at simplyconvivial.com about homemaking, homeschooling, and doing life cheerfully. I'm also author of the new book, How to Use a Planner Without Wasting Time. And today I'm joined by Gemma. Gemma is a military wife, a homeschooling mom of three, and a lifelong student in Christ's School of Sanctification. Thank you so much for joining me, Gemma. Thank you, Misty. It's a pleasure to be here with you. So you are one of our our graduates of Simplified Organization Community Coaching. That's Mm -hmm. our program inside membership where we go through organize your attitudes, streamline your homemaking, and work your plan. And this set we did over the course of a whole year. And everyone at the end of that program submits kind of a self-assessment survey. And I am excited to talk to Gemma today because of what she shared at her assessment at the end of the program, because it is a topic that we should be talking more about and thinking more about one of the modules in streamline your homemaking. One of the little tasks in that module is to talk to your husband about how your homemaking is going. (laughs) Like what does he see about your progress or about your strengths and about your weaknesses? And I know from myself that that's, that can be a really tricky conversation and it can be a scary conversation because sometimes we think it's just, you know, ignorance is bliss. It's better just to not know. (laughs) And, but getting someone else's perspective is helpful because sometimes we're all wrapped up in our emotions and our hormones and our, our perspective and our priorities. And just to step back and get someone else's perspective is helpful, especially when it's our husband's perspective because it's his home too, and it's his family too. And so we should be working together, but we're not really working together or pulling together unless we are on the same page. So do you want to just tell the story maybe of how you felt before you had that conversation with your husband and then the process of that conversation? Yeah, yeah, definitely. When I saw that assignment to talk to your husband about his perception of the home and what the focus of the home should be, I was thinking, I'm going to save that for last. (laughs) I need to work up some courage to actually get to that assignment. And I realized as I was, I just kept putting it off and putting it off, really had to ask myself, why am I so afraid? To, to talk to him about it. What is getting in the way of me having this conversation, which I feel is really important. And I was able to identify a couple barriers and one which I feel like I've been struggling with ever since I was in grade school is a fear of criticism. I am sure that this is a general universal feeling that nobody really likes to hear what they're doing wrong. <laughs> Although I think there are certain people that really welcome it or, or they, they need to have that feedback. But I feel like I'm much happier if I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing 
be wrong with certain things at least. And, and because I am, I feel like I am so aware of all the things that I ought to be doing that, and I know that I'm not doing all of those things. I didn't really want someone to be making me feel that even more to feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so all of those yucky emotions that we'd rather not bring up, I was just, I don't need to, to initiate my own suffering. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I also was thinking that I, I, I do have a sense of pride that I I do have a background in family medicine. I went to medical school. That's how I met my husband. And so I, I have this sense of achievement in general, in other aspects of life. And, and when I decided to, to put my time full-time into homemaking and to raising my children and homeschooling, I guess I kind of took on this need to prove myself mm-hmm. that I was still doing something worthwhile. And and so that just that fear of things being pointed out that maybe the way I was spending my time was actually not worthwhile was really is is another one of those fears that I was struggling with in in coming to the point of having this conversation. And then other times I know our husbands, they are hardworking and they put in a lot of time and energy outside the home. And I'm sure not the only one that has this feeling that when they come home, they're not always interested in talking about what's going on, <laughs> what all the issues are at home or what we feel we might need their help in and things like that. And so there is a part of me that didn't want to feel that rejection. Like, can we talk about this? And him saying, do we have to talk about it now? Or I'm too tired or I don't want to spend too much time on this. <laughs> yeah. And so I was kind of trying to avoid that feeling too. And, and of course, you know, there's this rationalization that, well, we are both so busy doing the things that we don't have time to just stop doing all the things that we need to do and actually talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of those things were just kind of playing around in my mind and, and keeping me from actually diving into the assignment of talking to my husband. But uh, God is good. And through his Holy Spirit, he just really was working on my heart to remind me, number one, what my identity is. First, my identity is in Christ. That it doesn't matter what anybody else says, I am a child of God, and my worth is not in what my performance is or how it's being evaluated by somebody. So I just praise God that that's a lesson that I've been learning through high school and college, <laughs> medical school, and and even now as a homemaking mom. So yeah. God is good in and definitely helping us to remember that, of course, that is more easily picked up when we spend time in his word. And so remembering that, I also was reminded that I am a helpmeet to my husband. My purpose is to support him in his role as the head of our household and we can't work together in a partnership if we're not communicating together yeah. on this thing that we are both, you know, 
in, in, in partnership with over, which is the home and the raising of our family. So that really helped me get that perspective of we are a partnership. I'm not like answering to as someone who's higher up than me or a supervisor type of a role <laughs> or someone who's going to give me an evaluation. But yeah, so just remembering that this is a God-given calling and this was what Christ's will is for me, is to talk to my husband about this. So I came to terms with that. And I am a Myers-Briggs enthusiast as well. And so <laughs> I'm going to try not to go on a tangent because I can go on for hours. But as I've been learning about Myers-Briggs and cognitive functions, I realized that we each have our, our blind spots. Mm -hmm. And... We could never, no matter how hard we tried, we could never get the whole picture on our own. Yeah. And that's why God's body is made up of different members. And so remembering that together with Myers-Briggs and the cognitive functions, knowing that my husband, who happens to be an ESFJ, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> and me, who's probably an ITJ, maybe I need to get that perspective of, you know, how the home is running from his point of view. And, and so that plus just being determined to put away distractions at the end of it at the end of the day, instead of, you know, going through my emails and phone, instead of having a face to face conversation with the person next to me, <laughs> about to go to bed next to me. Um, so putting all that together, God led me to the right time. And it, it helped too that I prefaced the conversation with, would this be a good time to talk to you? Yeah. And so I recommend that definitely instead of springing it on your husband when he's not in the mood to talk or ready to talk or in the middle of working on a project. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely shit so that you both are ready to have a face-to-face -face conversation and be thoughtful in how you're communicating with each other. So God definitely was good because as I approached this in lots of with lots of prayer, he provided the Holy Spirit to give peace and an open mind. And I think he prepared my husband's heart too. Because when it came down to it, we finally got the con got to the conversation where I asked him, he could I ask you your input on something? And I think he really likes when I ask his input. <laughs> so that, that probably helped him. Great leading yeah. question. <laughs> you know, just what is your perception of our home and what do you feel like the focus of our home should be? And I was blown away in a good way because my husband's an ESFJ. I have often heard him commenting about messes in the house in different corners or piles stacking up. He is constantly like <laughs> picking lint off the <laughs> My kids joke that he's the human vacuum cleaner. <laughs> we don't vacuum as often as But yes, and he's been so patient with us because he grew up in a home that was like immaculate and like all the details taken care of. So, so I, yeah, going back to the conversation, I, that I, that's what I expected to hear was about 
you know, well, we really should be cleaning up this more often or dusting this more often or, you know, just commenting on those concrete messes. Uh, but instead of that, what came out of his mouth was really, really thoughtful and deep, which I'm not used to having <laughs> him bring up deep insights. But he, the first thing he mentioned was that our home is a home of service mm. and hospitality. And I was like, yes, that is definitely what I want our home to be. And he was just so encouraging, too, because he even mentioned how he said, I think the kids are growing up in a great environment and you're doing a great job teaching them and raising them to be aware of other people in our community, in our church, and understanding what their needs might be. And even within the family, trying to be sensitive to what each other's needs might be. And just to hear him give that affirmation of what was working and what good was coming out of our homemaking and homeschooling was it was such a blessing. Oh my goodness. It was like this burden was just lifted up. And I think God just also knew that I needed that encouragement during that time. And I often will kind of like remember back to that conversation when I'm having some bad days and <laughs> and things don't seem to be going right. But yeah, just remembering that this is God's will for us is our sanctification and our sanctification can come in the form of, you know, someone pointing out where we could make improvements, which if I, I'm sure if I asked him more probingly, so how could I improve on this? I should probably have that conversation. <laughs> it's good to know what other people see. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also good. God can sanctify us by the encouragement that can come from our husbands because they do see things that we maybe aren't valuing or just like they just go unnoticed by us because we're so focused on folding the laundry and getting dinner on the table. So it really was a blessing to have my husband dialogue with me about that and to be a source of encouragement for me to be God's mouthpiece probably at that point in that conversation. So that is such a good story. And it is, you know, they are out of the house more. And this is true even when my husband was working from home just because he's down in his office, but he's focused on his work. And we're focused on the house and the family and getting things done. And especially when we are working to get a better handle on things, that often means we're focusing on all the things that we do need to be working on, all the things that we feel like are hard and that we're struggling with. Mm -hmm. And so those do get bigger in our minds yeah. than maybe they are in reality in the big scope of everything going on. And so our husband's perspective includes that ability to see more of the whole big picture than yeah. we often can because we're so caught up in the details. That's a really good point. Yes, definitely. 
Yeah. And especially for an introvert like me that likes to just stay kind of focused in my own little world. Um, My husband has been a really big blessing to help me see the bigger picture of things. That's great. Even having the assignment of talking to your husband about how things are going in the house or what the family should be focusing on most seems like even just have it getting to the point of having the conversation can be a struggle or bring up those different fears. Like you mentioned, what would you encourage? Would you encourage someone to have that conversation then? And how, how would you encourage them to overcome those different fears that come up when they think about it? Yeah, good question. First of all, yes, I highly recommend doing this assignment because I think you will miss out if you don't. There's a lot of opportunity for growth in in, in actually carrying it out. So thank you, Misty, for mm-hmm. the wisdom that you bring to, to creating the course and the checklist. And so yes, definitely do this assignment. Do not skip it. For for those of you who may struggle with actually getting to the point of doing the assignment, a really good thing to start with is a brain dump. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is and that's basically what I was doing. I probably should have written it out, but I was kind of just brain dumping. Yeah, it was essentially it was a brain dump. What is it that is keeping you from having this conversation? What are the barriers? And it could be emotional. It could be schedule. It could be distractions or even like concrete things. <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, if you're sitting always facing this way and your husband's always facing the opposite way, it's <laughs> you know, not going to work for having a conversation. So definitely maybe start with a brain dump and figure out what it is that is keeping you from having that conversation and take that list, that brain dump to God in prayer. Mm-hmm. Ask God to reveal to you which of these things is actually reality. And I I wrote a big note to myself, reality check. We need to figure out which of these is my own imaginations, my illogical narratives, and which of these is actually true, verifiable information. And God can reveal to you what things are not from him, actually, things that are not truth. And then as he reveals those things to you, continue to pray about how God can help you to overcome the barriers. And this, you know, the Holy Spirit just works in different ways with different people. Mm -hmm. So with a lot of humility and a lot of trust, knowing that if this is God's will for our sanctification, God is going to use it for your good, even if it hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard not all my conversations with my husband are like happy endings uh, right away. <laughs> it's not right away. So yes, God can sanctify you through this conversation. And so let God have you in his hands. He will uphold you as you have this conversation with your husband and pray for your husband too, that his heart and mind would be open to maybe what you're 
perspectives are and that there would be a time for actual dialoguing, listening to each other, and it doesn't have to be a one-sided conversation. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah. I mean, what I love about your story is how it really was a process to go through and in all of the the praying and working through it before even getting to the point of the conversation. Yeah. It's very clear that God was at work through the whole thing. I did not expect it to be a faith building assignment, but it really was. It really was to see God work in that way. It was just a good reminder that God is actively involved in every aspect of our lives, even our community coaching checklists. <laughs> yeah, I know there was one other lady that I talked to after finishing and she talked to her husband and said, she said that he told her that he didn't really care about a lot of the, the things she was trying to improve on as long, but he, he wanted the laundry to be done. Like, well, as long as there's clean clothes for everyone and, you know, not scrambling through finding socks or whatever, like the dishes, easy meals, the oh. living state of the living room, you know, whatever, <laughs> that laundry, <laughs> But then sometimes that, even what they say, we need to process after that too. So the brain dump and the taking it to prayer, because what she, she said, laundry is actually easy for her, but she'd been neglecting it because she was trying to do these other things. Wow. So to recognize that maybe pride was at work and like, but that's not important, but to say, no, that is important. Okay. So you never really know what's going to come up. So before and after. Right. Brain dumping, praying through it, figuring mm-hmm. out. Yeah. What we think and our first responses could just be our own imagination and not reality. So it does take prayer and perspective. Yes. Yes. And constantly checking in too. I think that's something mm-hmm. that because things sometimes things change and to be aware of it, we should carry on that conversation on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And it, there have been times where my husband just assumed everything was like, everything looks like it's running great. It's all fine. But that's not what I'm perceiving. Yes. Like, well, this, no, this isn't happening and this isn't happening. And he's like, well, that's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, until we have that conversation, he doesn't know that I need encouragement. Right. So mm-hmm. once you open that conversation to that opens a path for dialogue in the future and for you to know one another's needs and including him, yours, because your husband might not even know that need for encouragement that we do have. Yeah. Excellent point. Well, thank you so much, Gemma. This has been a great conversation and I hope that it encourages women to have more conversations, open conversations to get their husband's input on homemaking and the family and how things are going. So thank you so much. Thank you, Misty. I hope Gemma's story encouraged you as much as it encouraged me. If you want to experience this kind of homemaking for sanctification, like Gemma described, then enroll in Simply Convivial Continuing Education with us today. On January 6th, 2023, 
We're going to begin our next cohort working through simplified organization community coaching, where we work step-by-step, week-by-week over the year to organize our attitudes, streamline our homemaking, and work our plan. We do this with support, accountability, and consistency. The program doesn't just tell you what to do, it models the approach as well. We don't expect perfection. We practice getting up again after falling off the bandwagon, and we always replace our internal lies with objective truth from God's Word. To join us, just go to simplyconvivial.com and click the green enroll button. Simplified Organization Community Coaching is included in your membership at no extra cost. So go to simplyconvivial.com, click the green enroll button, and learn with us to repent, rejoice, repeat.